Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive, producer Dodd here to introduce our final scheduled episode of season two. For this run, we were lucky enough to spend a few hours with Paul Gill, and with such a long and varied career, we're rounding out season two with a two-part episode. Part one focuses on the earlier part of Paul's life, some fun stories and early surf trips, while in part two we get into what he's arguably more famous for, discovering surf spots and surf photography. Now, I'll leave you to enjoy part one of The Gill. Season two has reached its swan song, with one of the all-time figureheads in Welsh surfing as our guest of honour. The Gill. What can we say? Present for every key moment from the moon landings to the first time someone surfed Britain's biggest slabs. The greatest tales from the greatest of legends. Coming up in the next hour and a bit of your listening life. Yeah, I can't believe it's actually happened. I, I, I need to pinch myself. This plan has actually come to fruition. This is the moment I get to say the following. Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive, Paul Gill. It's a pleasure. The Gill. Pleasure. The legend himself. <laughs> Where do we begin? Um, well, you can start at the beginning. <laughs> actually, let's, uh, let's begin with today. Uh, where did you surf today, or, or did you? I didn't. I went down and took some shots of Langland's storm break because uh, I've got a bad back. Mm. I was surfing two days ago on the Spanish left right. secret spot of Langland. Oh, yeah. The trough. Uh, on my shortboard. Yeah. Still got one. H hardest wave in Wales to surf where? Very unless, difficult. You, unless you know it. There was about four people in, so I got some waves. Yeah. And um, I finished with an off the top. It's like this sort of maneuver where you go like this. It's quite radical for me. Yeah. And uh, the twist did my, put my back out. But I dropped in on some old bloke to do it. I was looking back, I checked, he, he was never gonna make it. As I paddled out, I said to Pelosi, um, <laughs> I just dropped in that old bloke. He said, he's about 10 years younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's 56. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, like with last year, we're marking the mid and end points of the season with video additions. Uh, and of course, such a step indeed had to be done for the Gill. So that means that if you're getting the show through our YouTube channel, you can see us on the screen. And if you're on one of the podcast apps, then why not jump over to the YouTube for a look anyway? Uh, this video is down to the immense skills and support of the amazing camera anchor, aka Craig Nickel, who's on his second gig of the day after live streaming the Channel Coast contest from Lantwit all day. Uh, so to make sure he doesn't flag, we filled him up with a curry anyway from, from the Gills local, Kamal. Kamal, he, yeah. knew, he did know him, I can confirm. We went down there to pick it up. And <laughs> go, Hello, Paul, he said straight away. Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was a fabulous curry. Is that how we have to refer to it? Yeah, it, it was. No, he just... Uh, that's, that's <laughs> Kamal's he... texted me as well afterwards. Is he? Yeah, he sent me a text saying, oh. if you can pay cash, you get free drinks. But it's like, I'd already paid him. But too late. There we go. No. Um, best food to prepare for any sort of creative endeavour, according to producer Dodd, and the hotter... Uh, the better too, apparently. I'd been going there for 40 years for that curry house. 40 years? Yeah, it's worked out that yeah. long now. Yeah. Because uh, when we first used to go, they had like flock carpet. Really? On the walls. Yeah. You know, it was... Oh, beautiful. And, uh, oh, I went, oh, oh. And uh, it was a flea. <laughs> jumped, jumped off the wall. <laughs> off the carpet. Yeah. 
<laughs> off the wall, carpeted walls. So the walls had fleas? Yeah, it was about three in the morning, you know, one of those curry houses. Yeah. Yeah. But they've improved since. Yeah, a lot, yeah. yeah. They've, got, they've got a plus one now, I think, in food hygiene. Yeah, and Kamal was <laughs> saying he was looking for a roofer as well, wasn't he? So yeah. we can put the announcement out there for him. Yeah, yeah, I can If you're in the Langland area yeah. and you need a roofer, and, you, and, you, and you're a roofer. Little Dave, uh, master of gas chambers. There we are. Yeah. yeah. And a few. A creative project it is indeed. Mm. That's always the case with legends, and we don't use the word lightly here. A man whose reputation precedes him, a man who's uh, placed in folklore uh, routinely. Nearly every surfer who's ever met him will have done so during their own best ever surf trip. That's right indeed, Rob. Uh, I used to think of it as a mark of approval, like, like a gold standard. If you went on a trip and the gill was there, you knew that you were surfing the best waves in Wales. Uh, and that's still pretty much the same now, isn't it? Apart from the million other days when he just cruises the Langland Strip. Um, let's ask about that place first then, shall we, before we move further afield? Um, because Langland has been home since when exactly? And, and what's the enduring appeal? Uh, well, probably 1976, the hot summer I came. 76. And it was quite appealing on the beach of that summer. Yeah. Um, and what's kept you? I met Sarah and got married. I was going to move on and uh, stayed. stayed. But it's hard to leave here. Why, why would you go anywhere else? Yeah. You can always go on holiday to hot places and, you know, tropical breaks and travel up around uh, the cold parts. Yeah. It's nice to come back to somewhere good. Yeah. And that's what Langland is. And, you know, I know everybody here. So it's, it's comfortable. And, uh, a bit like my slippers, which I've got on. <laughs> they are, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like, um, this is the case, you know, we spoke to PJ last year as well. Often these sort of, you know, significant figureheads of some of these Welsh surfing communities like yourself uh, harbour a dirty secret. Yes. That you are, in fact, a, a Liverpudlian originally. Oh, yes, I'm not Welsh. Yeah, so, so, so you grew up in Liverpool until what age, was it? Um, I was Liverpool till I was... Um, 50, 16 when I right. went to do A-levels a in Manchester. Yeah. But I had a year in between where we went to Canada right. with my father, who's a traveller um, for work, and he used to be in the uh, Merchant Navy and went on whaling trips down to the Antarctic and would bring photographs back, and I'd see all these shots. So you had Wanderlust. So, yeah, and he's always moving with his job. He was a... Mm. A nuclear engineer, and you go to all the different nuclear power stations. Doon Ray was one of them, and uh, I eventually went up there to have a look around. Mm. But uh, yeah, I've always wanted to travel, and with coming from a city, you think I'm not going to spend my life here. If you've got any sense, mm. <laughs> and uh, well, I came here and, and stayed. But as a childhood, you talk about there's a couple of interesting things. You talk about growing up, um, going to school immediately behind a prison wall. Yeah, yeah that, that was my junior school, was yeah. uh, next to Walton Prison, which um, is a notorious prison, and they used to hang them in there when I was in school, you know. Really? Yeah, the school bell would go, and <laughs> every, would hang, everyone it. would leave, and it'd just be someone getting hung. hung. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but uh, yeah. gosh, well, no, what can no, you do? It was, and, a, it was a fact of life then. And yeah. you were a regular at Anfield? Anfield, yeah, all Liverpool supporters, all the family. Yeah. Uh, my father used to take us. I've got um, three brothers. Right. And two of them used to go to the match. My uh, younger brother, to me, he's one year, uh, one year younger, 
used to take us to Anfield and uh, he'd just dump us off at the gate because they'd go in the cop and we were too young so we'd have to go the cop was too intense uh, yeah. yeah and you get crushed in the cop so the cop is like everything that's switched. like the sand reef whereas you guys yeah. are going in like we went in the, the boys, boys pen which yeah. was like going into Borstal <laughs> as soon as you walk in some bloke would go hey mate give us your money <laughs> I'll have your shoes <laughs> and uh, there'd be a lot of spitting going on you know if you were yeah if you didn't hand it over onto you, and and then you went and lived in Montreal. So yeah, in between moving from Liverpool to Manchester. Yeah, from Liverpool we went. Uh, my father got a job with the um, nuclear power group in Montreal. Yeah, um, we went over there for a year. Um, we flew over on a seven four seven. Yeah, BOAC British Overseas Airways. It was, yeah. it was fantastic for me at the time. Because nobody was really going places like that. You know, they'd probably get as far as Mallorca. Hmm. And so we lived in Montreal, went to school there. And at the end of his contract, we were going to come back to the UK, back to Manchester, Sale. And we did a trip around the States on Route 66 in uh, our Ford Falcon family trip all, all around. Ended up in L.A., uh, went to Malibu and I, I saw surfing there. That's where I first thought, oh, because I I used to love the sea and swimming. Yeah. Because back in Liverpool, I used to always go to the swimming baths and I'd be competing in the in the school galas and yeah. I never really made it to first, but I I was always second, second fastest. Uh, so I had a sort of affiliation with you the water. You thought I'm going to be able to do that. And I thought, yeah, that's that's for me. Yeah. And. I think it was 1966 in in California at Malibu, and they were surfing, and I was probably looking at Mickey Dora surfing. It, you know, I didn't realise it, but I probably was. He'd be in there on all the swells. And, yeah, and probably uh, the Alberg brothers. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think who were the, the yeah the Malibu locals. Then, yeah. But I later went on to see him in France. So yeah. uh, that's that's another story. Yeah. Uh, then up the coast of California to. Um, Santa Santa Cruz, I think we stayed, and I was seeing the surf all over the place. Oh, this is this is it for me. I want to live on the coast when I'm old enough, you know, when I can, you know, fly the nest. And we ended up in Vancouver in 1966 for the World Cup. Liverpool supporters, Liverpool players playing, and we oh, we won yeah. the famous uh, yeah, the four two England Germany, the goal that never was. Yeah, we thought it was all over. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was that capped off the trip, and then back across Canada, through you know the prairies. My brother lives there now. He moved out, and he's stuck in the middle of Canada. Mm. I went over a couple of years ago. It's not somewhere I'd want to live, mm. but uh, some people like it. Mm. Back to Montreal, and then we got shipped back to Liverpool, and then moved to Manchester. Sale, and I got put in uh, Sale Grammar School for Boys to do my A levels, which is art and geography, economics soon dropped out of economics <laughs> and ended up just doing the art. Yeah, what artist needs to know about <laughs> yeah, money it, and the economy and anything like that? Well, yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea. So, uh, but whilst uh, in sale grammar, sorry, they, they passed me a rugby ball and said, uh, play with this. Hmm. That was like an insult to me. Yeah. Ball. I, I thought, this is England. Surely nobody, nobody touches that shape ball. Hmm. But they did in sale. Apparently they're quite good. Hmm. And... Um, Anyway, I did, I did golf instead of rugby. I said, no, I'll just take up the golf. Anyway, so uh, sail ground for boys. One good thing came out of it. 
we did a trip to um, north of Scotland with the geography teacher and we went to Betty Hill and I'd been interested I'd been interested in surfing and I was dying to see the coast up there this was in about 1971 I suppose yeah and uh, up to Scotland we went we all stayed on the on the school floor in Betty Hill School and he'd take us on all these great trips around the north north of Scotland and there were waves breaking all the time and I'd be down by the water just thinking oh god it's this takes me back to California this I need mm. I need to uh, come up here one day and I'd like to maybe surf here mm. that wasn't Thursday that was just Betty Hill so, mm. so anyway time went by and uh, I went down to I got into art college I did a year in Stockport foundation course yeah. and then decided to take a year off so I could go surfing properly surfing but before this had you had you ridden waves like so while you were in Stockport you know had you been because I, I remember you saying at some point you'd gone on trips yeah uh, some of it to Wales wasn't it to Wales that's yeah. where it, that's where it started in Manchester I had um, friends um, who in the sixth form yeah. who were quite keen I sort of talked them into going surfing yeah. or to taking up surfing because they had a car yeah I didn't and um, we did I think the first trip was to Anglesey and I borrowed a board yeah. off somebody in um, Wilmslow, you know, footballers right. area. He had a surfboard, which was very rare. And yeah. he was in the art, uh, uh, he was one of the arts. Uh, what, kind of the, what kind of length surfboard are we talking? Oh, it was a, it was a mal. A mal, right. It was a um, white plastic mal with some stuck round uh, gummed yeah. up rail bands with a floral deck, deck patch on yeah. the nose. Okay. I've got an idea of what the answer is going to be based on all this imagery you've kind of uh, given us so far. But when you actually managed to to do the act of surfing, was the love of it immediate? It was, and the relief when we got to um, Aberfrower Bay, Anglesey, yeah, Anglesey, yeah, Aberfrower, beautiful bay. We weren't told where it was. We just we went, and yeah. I was good on maps and geography, and I sort of worked out that would be a spot to go. I didn't realise there was a whole uh, surfing subculture going on, you know, while I was there. That mm. was Bez Newton and all the Solimar boys, which they had a North Wales surf club. Yeah. And uh, I met them later on. But anyway, we surfed Aberfrow and I stood up and went along. It was probably about one or two foot. Mm. And I, I thought, mm, great, I've, I've done it. You know, it was like being a virgin and then suddenly you've done it's it. gone it's gone cherry gone yeah you're going to do it forever more aren't you <laughs> <laughs> and as PJ says <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, as well you went to the to the, this this drive to get to the coast took you to some very unconventional so it was like Blackpool Flandidno oh we'd, we'd uh, the yeah, waves break in Blackpool the, and the Flandidno. other boys right? yeah that was the nearest spot was Blackpool and there was a storm a bit like today yeah it was blowing up we thought we'll go and have a look at Blackpool so we camped in on the prom in his little van. I not remember to do that. can't no. remember what it was. No, yeah. It was, you know, full fun fair and everything going yeah. on. But uh, I think it was September or something. We had stupid, you know, thin suits, beaver tails, and it was all cold, no gloves or yeah. or boots. You didn't really notice the cold. But we went in, surfed Blackpool, high tide, brown, horrible, sloppy, choppy, you know. And, uh, oh, great, went back. So another week in school. Where should we go next? Um, it was northwesterly, yes, blowing northwesterly. I soon realised Landudno Pier had a left. 
Really? Which was peeling off, and we rode it. It was uh, two, two of us at this time, me and friend wow. Rob Lucas. And uh, we had great long rides. It probably wasn't very big. It was probably about three foot. I and did not know you could surf that, in that Atlantic. Anyone does. It, it sort of clicked in my mind then that you don't need an Atlantic Ocean to get yeah. swell to surf on. And, you know, I think Magic Seaweed are only just finding this out now. So <laughs> it's taken them some time. I think it's that, um, the, the girl that um, operates the algorithms that didn't quite get it. But yeah. uh, I can tell you, yeah, you can get waves with about a 60-mile fetch. Really? <laughs> mm. so, so from there, though, you did broaden your fetch and you went and lived in Newquay, yes. Cornwall for a year. Yeah, that was uh, then, Holy Grail, Newquay. Yeah. So I, I went and worked for a summer season in uh, Newquay at Fistral, Fistral Beach Hotel which was right on the surf spot you know that was the premiership then yeah everyone went you know had to go to Newquay to be a surfer and I I used to uh, you know peel spuds wash dishes and and surf then when I was off yeah all the time and uh, uh, that was it you know surfing was my life from then so you describe Newquay as the the holy grail the premiership it was yeah why then did you ultimately choose Wales over over Newquay yeah, well, I'd made more trips than I'd sort of said to Wales, and my aim was to go to college in Wales so that I could surf and train to be something. Of course, because we, we mentioned it very briefly earlier, but those of us that are familiar with you, Gil, being mm. the man on the, the scene in, in uh, kind of Welsh surfing, uh, where you're the man on the ground, aren't you, whenever there's action, people forget that you're uh, an academic. You've, um, and quite a high-achieving one too, You've got an, uh, you studied art photography at uni in Stockport. Yeah, well, I did a foundation course in Stockport. I specialised when I came to Swansea in photography and printmaking, not photographic prints, uh, lither prints. Uh, yeah, etching, etching, like, etching, like William Blake. Yeah, all, yeah, wow. all, all the print, all yeah. the printing techniques. That was right. that was my sort of uh, genre, you know, as yeah. it were. And uh, I did three years of that. And then a year of teacher training college, I went to Kevin Hengoid, and uh, that was an experience. It's up in Bonamine in the back of Swansea. Mm. And I decided I was never going to teach again. <laughs> so that, that journey ultimately yeah. led you to becoming uh, an art teacher. <laughs> yes. So you're in Wales at this point. I'm in Wales. I'm you're in Wales, Wales at this point. And uh, who are the characters that you, you kind of fell in with uh, um, this time? I assume it's late yeah. 70s? Late, yeah, it was the mid-70s, actually, if we go back a bit. I came down and I met um, Paul Henry. He's, he's a, he is the local legend, you know. Yeah. I'm not. Paul Henry is. He's, uh, he's one of the funniest blokes they, on the they, planet, they floated, and talented. They yeah. float a little throne for him at the very top of the peak in Crab Island, don't oh, they, on a, yes, on, a, uh, on a good day? He's hilarious, yeah. He's, uh, I remember one day on Crab, he came up, and uh, all he had was his uh, fin in his hand, because <laughs> he had a um, washing line attached to his <laughs> fin on his uh, eight-foot sort of mini-mouth, yeah. which was concreted up around the nose. You know, he's a man who's got millions, but I've, he's I've never had a new board. I've seen that, that board, I remember it, yeah. And he, oh, still got the fin, you know, he was, he was, he was overjoyed. <laughs> and it was pumping surf, Paul Henry. Rawlin is who I shared a flat with in uh, Chapel Street, opposite the chip shop in Mumbles, mm. for years. And uh, we were good friends, and they took me everywhere, and uh, I sort of, you know, started guiding them to a few spots eventually. Mm because I'd met Sarah, and she was from West Wales. She was born in Newquay. Obviously, there's no surf down there in Newquay, West Wales. 
Um, but uh, it's you know it's a starting point to look. You can occasionally see a little bit of swell coming in there. Yeah. So this this <laughs> love of surfing. I, 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 I like the like little smile there. I know we all kind of exchange <laughs> glances, sideways glances. So this, you, this you've been recently here. <laughs> I have been recently. Yes. Yeah, uh, the less said about that, the better. It was terrible. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> this this love of surfing that led you to Wales ultimately led you to meet your uh, your future wife. Yes. Well, that, that was it. So uh, I, yeah. We got together, me and Sarah, and we were, we had a few ups and downs, and uh, finally got together after she allowed me to go to Australia for three months. Very good of her. Yeah. <laughs> and which bit of Australia? It was like the whole pass, you know. <laughs> yeah. But for three months. Yeah. So uh, I went with Robin Bramwell via right. via Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Via Russia. Moscow. Is so, that because so are we flying or shipping? B-O-A-C, flying. BOAC flying. again. Yeah. No, Aeroflot. Aeroflot, yeah. lovely, lovely airline. And uh, what did you stop at Russia? We just stopped in Moscow. Yeah, didn't realise we we're going to have to get off because yeah. we had all our shorts and flip flops on, <laughs> and it was, uh, it was January. Yeah. <laughs> it was sideways snow <laughs> on the runway, and there were no coaches. You just, you know, you're expecting you, you to see. You will go Sid- over here. Yeah, I'm expecting to see Sydney Opera House, but it's the Kremlin. It was, it was the Kremlin. I think, mm. uh, I think there's a woman carrying this baby, and I, I think it was Gorbachev at the time, and he grown up and. Yeah, it was that long ago. It was yeah. 1980, but uh, I wanted to go to the toilet. That was that was the thing. I thought, oh, God. a long way to go. The breakfast. Oh, <laughs> it was coming. The Aeroflot breakfast. It was. So it was coming through <laughs> in Moscow Airport. Right, toilets. I walk along. I thought, I can just see all these heads and shoulders behind, like a concrete wall. Yeah. I thought, oh, oh dear. Then you walk around the front, and they're all open cubicles, and they're just sitting on the toilets. Really, I hadn't really been brought Welcome up. Welcome to the in world that. of travel. I thought, no, I'll hold on, <laughs> I'll hold on. So uh, the next stop, back on the plane, flip flop, frozen, and uh, it was Karachi, and I thought, oh, I thought there'd be Russians getting on, but they were all sort of uh, Indians and yeah. you know Pakistanis. With pots and pans and babies, and they were shoving everything up on the uh, luggage racks. And Robin's with me. He's just, uh, he's there. He's, he's like a big Buddha. He was, he was just sleeping, sleeping the whole way. And I, I, I you know, I can't sleep sitting up. And I had all this going on. I thought, oh, I'll go and use the toilet now in the, uh, in the plane in the airflot. And uh, the sort of man woman at the back, which was the KGB officer, mm. wasn't sure. She was supposed to be a stewardess, but um, you know. Early days, anyway. She, uh, toilets. I went in. The whole back of the wall of the toilet looked like a curry. <laughs> and I thought, I'll hang on now to Karachi. It's Australia. I'll hang on to Karachi. Oh, to Karachi, right, that's Russia. Oh, yeah, to yeah. Uh, Karachi, lands in Karachi. They just served us um, breakfast, because it was breakfast again, just yeah, the way they were flying. Yeah, sorting out the jet lag, It was yeah. ridiculous. So, down in Karachi, and... Uh, I, I like my food, and he said, uh, "Oh, Karachi breakfast, said, yeah, yeah." So, oh, curry. It was curry burgers. So at them, <laughs> I I want to get off. Oh, sorry, can't get off in Karachi. Can't get off in Karachi. Oh no. There were some rules, and the next stop was uh, somewhere in Malaysia. Um, I forget the capital. So this is days on an aeroplane then. Felt like it. <laughs> Felt like it. I was bunged up. Put it that way. Yeah. I I, I kept sitting. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was I was sweating by the time we got to uh, Kuala Lumpur. It was that's right. Yeah. And I got off, went uh, straight through. Oh, 
we were changing planes and everything, so I was in the airport, straight into the toilet, and to my disappointment, no seat, and curry all over the back wall. <laughs> I joined in, I did as they did. <laughs> yeah, I had to sort of squat on, on, the, uh, on the rim. And, uh, well, we, not... we won't ask you about the waves in Australia, because we obviously oh, know that they would have been all right. And... No, I, yeah, I think, um, I can't remember the surf. <laughs> <laughs> But I had shaped my own surfboard by this uh, point right. in time. Nineteen eighty, yeah. it was. With 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 whom? Like, you know, in 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 nineteen eighty, how do you get? Uh, I, how do you get all the equipment to put a surfboard together? Is I like I'd shaped one in in, um, in Mumbles. It, uh, right. Pete Crab was starting to do boards yeah. called Island Style. Right. And I this uh, precedes Crab Island then. Yeah, and yeah. then he sort of came. Is, is, is it called Crab Island because of me? Yeah. Because I said, why don't we call it Crab Island? Because uh, there's, there's an island down there called Crab Island. Yeah. All oh, right. It's not Crab Island on the on the map then. Yeah. It's on an OS. Crab Island isn't. No, it's called Rotherskill. Yeah. Which is where we are, Rotherslade Avenue, is yeah. where I live. But uh, I made made a board with Pete, and then I went to Port Eleven with that and surfed it. Small Port Eleven. Sorry, it wasn't mm. big. <laughs> uh, then I made another one to go to Australia with and. I took that over, and the first wave was Kira for me. Mm. Oh, it was interesting. It was sort of quiet compared to what it's like now, but it, it, was, it was busy. And I was young and sort of, uh, I'll have a go at anything then. And uh, backhand for me, not the best. Mm. Set came through. It was On the board you made yourself. Somebody wiped out. I thought, oh, this will put it to the test now. Woof, straight over the falls, straight on the bottom. Leash around my uh, ankles. I was like trussed up, getting dragged along the bottom at Kira. It, it was pumping, you know, it was six foot. I was, I was gasping, and then I sort of came up by about the Pizza Hut, got it off my legs, and just carried on past then because the rip was just ridiculous yeah, yeah. there. And uh, only to see um, Nigel Simmons and uh, Steve Daniels on the shore. They didn't know really? me, but. Uh, they, they were the heroes. They of, would have been you, the two top British surfers at the time, yeah, yeah. Uh, alongside Sumter, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they'd just been washed up. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you feel better about yeah. yourself. But I did get two good waves, and uh, mm. I thought, that's worth the uh, airline money already. You know, two waves at Kira. It was over my head, and, and uh, I wasn't pig dogging. I could never never get down that far. Yeah. I always tie my shoelaces uh, with my foot on the table. Well, that's the effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the effort that matters, is it? Yeah. But uh, I made a few and uh, I was very happy. Mm. And it was the 1980 Stubbies was on. Mm. And all the surf stars from all around the world were there. There was, um, oh Christ, I think Mark Richards was there. Mm. Uh, Tom Carroll, don't know about Curran. Sean Thompson, Terry Fitzgerald, Dane Kealoa. And they were all in the contest. But because the surf was so big... They were coming down to Kira when they were not in the heats. Mm. And I'd see them, I took shots as well and went in and they're in the water. I thought, oh, this is just like, just like being in a surf film. Mm. And uh, yeah, fantastic experience. And then afterwards, two days of this, and there was a big party. I went to the Stubby's party with some Australians who'd been to Wales. Oh, yeah. And we, we knew them and uh, they sort of sorted us out with a bit of accommodation. And looked after us. Well, they, were, they were right Aussies, you know. There was Big Jim, Ferg, and uh, you know they'd, they were they were uh, sort of gold coasters, you know, hardcore. So at the party, we were sculling these beers, and they are ah, bloody 
palms, you know, can't drink. And they're drinking like these little things all the time. Mm. Stubbies, literally. Stubbies. Yeah. So it was nothing. So they had these jugs then. So I got the jug. And they were going, ah, Pom, Pom's going to scull the jug, is he? And of course, I could. There's <laughs> <laughs> only two pints. It sounded like that. They were doing that in Anfield when you were 12, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, pints of Higson's. Yeah. <laughs> and a pork, and a, not a pork pie, yeah, meat pie. Yeah. yeah. And somebody with a rolled up newspaper in your pocket, peeing down it and uh, <laughs> dra- draining it. So these Aussies seem quite uh, lightweight. Anyway, <laughs> it ended up, I think it went straight to my head, the beer. And I ended up in a flower bed and I looked up and uh, I, I thought the sprinkler system had come on. But it was the Aussies. <laughs> they were hosing me down. Because <laughs> I, I was covered in, um, I was sort of covered in uh, soil and everything. And, yeah. and I'm probably sick. Yeah. It, you know, it was, it was a ridiculous party. And suddenly, oh, oh, I've got to go. I've, I, you know, I had been <laughs> in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> And then I thought, I've got to go in Burley now, in this house. And so I think, it was the last time you'd been Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm normally quite regular. And I uh, got up out this flower bed covered in uh, urine. We'll save the camera because I know we're not supposed to swear on this. And uh, is piss swearing? You can say piss. Oh, they, they, yeah. and they pissed, yeah. yeah. So they, Australia, we're talking about Australians here, aren't we? Yeah, you know, good Aussie we've lads. Got to, we've got to use requisite uncouth language. Yes, yeah, otherwise I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd use some of the Queen's English. Yeah. But they pissed all over me. <laughs> anyway, the next thing, I, I, you know, the number two is coming on, all the, <laughs> the Aussie pies. And I was hallucinating around this, this house party, and I went into this little back room, I knocked on one door, there's people in the toilet, <laughs> and I don't think they were using the toilet for uh, urination or yeah. something, but they were bent over the, the, the top <laughs> of the uh, system. I thought, I don't like the look of that place. So I went into like a utility room, like we've got here, but I thought, Jesus, this is a high toilet. Hey, high toilet. <laughs> they got the lid up, I'm sitting on it, I think, I hope nobody comes in. Oh, I'm just sitting there like this. Anyway, <laughs> someone opens the door, ah, get out. Like, oh, 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 finished in a minute. Went out, and um, next thing I thought, oh, I've got to leave this party. I don't feel right, you know, don't feel right. I was just covered, I was drenched. So I was walking around this Gold Coast estate around the back of Burley, and uh, I was, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like I'd had too much acid, but it was just uh, all the beer. Uh, this and I knocked on the door to ask where, you know, my way. It was just a, like an estate being lost in a housing estate, but it was an Australian-style one. Mm. And this couple were English, and uh, they said, uh, oh, lad, they spoke in Aussie accents, but they said, oh, son's over in UK, you, you, you poor bastard. They said, look, it's state here. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? <laughs> they looked down, you know. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, oh, oh, and I felt round the back. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember using any toilet paper in that place. <laughs> don't think there was any. And uh, they hosed me down <laughs> on the drive with a hose. Oh. They said, oh, we'll, we'll clean you up and we'll, we'll give you a bed. The bed was in the garage. It was like a um, sort of camp bed. Yeah. And they took my clothes off me and uh, handed them to me in the morning after giving me breakfast. I oh, yeah. hope our son's not in this state in, uh, in the UK. And I said, oh, I don't think he will be. There's no Aussies over there. <laughs> <laughs> he should be quite safe. 
Anyway, I'm walking along the Gold Coast Highway, trying to find my way back, trying to remember where uh, I was staying. Not at their place. This big uh, estate car goes by, the window's out, and they're going, it's the other side of the Gold Coast Highway, which there's a, a divide they couldn't yeah. turn around. They shout and scream, get it, you bloody animal. You shitting our top louder, mate. I'm going <laughs> to bloody kill you, mate. <laughs> so I started running. Then with the underpants in the, uh, in the shopping bag, and I went down the back streets. So I found it, where I was staying, Tim Mumford's house it was. And uh, I said, where are the others? Oh, they've gone up the Sunshine Coast. It's a noose as well. Oh, they're great. They're taking all your stuff. So I was stuck with so you had to board, yeah. board shorts. So I stayed, so I stayed there then. And, um, you know, just surfed Kira and... Uh, couple of dips here and there, Burley, Tugan, Carumban, <laughs> mm. and then eventually went up to uh, the Sunshine Coast, which was seen quite civilised after the Gold to get Coast. get the rest of your stuff. Bloody Goldie. Yeah. 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 Last time I got there. <laughs> well, it wasn't. <laughs> well, you, you'd, you'd have won Surf Travel Nightmares last year with that one. So. Okay, so you, you um, it's fair to say that you got your money's worth out of the, uh, the Hall Pass trip then, and returned to the UK? Oh, yeah. Got uh, very good value. And uh, yeah. well, once back in the UK, you were presumably still surfing, making ends meet. And I've got a note here that says working the markets. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I came back and I obviously got married after uh, I'd been allowed to go to Australia and uh, the big wedding down in Cardigan, overlooking Cardigan Bay, a famous river mouth down there that nobody knows about. With and a nice popular hotel for weddings overlooking it. Yes, I see. We had, a, just to the had my honeymoon night in there. I think believe that. Um, friend of the show and co-presenter Elliot Dudley spent uh, his, his honey honeymoon week staying he? in that hotel. Oh, God. Oh, goodness me. That, I mean, we're talking about... Right, anyway, did he? nobody knows of it. No, no. There's no search for there. No. Anyway, I, I didn't... For most of the time. I didn't perform on the honeymoon, on honeymoon night. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably produced <laughs> the wedding. <laughs> I think I collapsed, but uh, you know, I had a, I, I didn't want to drink too much on that night. I remember, because I did have a, you know, a, a big, a big job, which was um, involving the markets. Oh. Please, uh, yes. elaborate. So instead of being a teacher, I, did, I decided to uh, sell handbags on all the South Wales markets, you know, like Connelly, which was a famous one. Yeah, I used to go there, and uh, I'd repair the handbags, buy them cheap stick them and stitch them and uh, put studs in them, have them all up for the ladies and they go, oh, I remember the, the So accents. you're a fashion designer? Yeah. Oh, I love the smell of leather, they used to go. And they were all plastic. <laughs> 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 and uh, I'd sell tons of them. And it financed my trips mm. <laughs> because uh, it was about 500% profit in those things. Mm. Yeah. And uh, in addition to work in the markets yes. and the, your kind of endeavours in the fashion world, you then went to shape for, for Crab Island and yeah. later Roger Cooper. Yeah, so all along I all along I was shaping and um, Roger Cooper sort of uh, let me in on his thing because he was he was exporting loads of boards to, mm. to France. Mm. Fr France, Spain and Portugal in the early days because they didn't have any real surfboard manufacturers down there. I think Stark used to make them in La Bar. J.P. Stark, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Roger was the outsider coming in with uh, loads of cheap boards. And I don't think they liked it, but we used to go. And uh, I, Roger let me shape, and I took to it quite well because, you know, I was artistically minded and uh, mm -hmm. quite good with my hands. 
and very good on shapes. So uh, I did the waist one, and then I eventually <laughs> developed it into proper surfboards and produced loads of boards for Roger. And he was doing island style, um, mm. cool change. He had all these different names, mm. Roger Cooper surfboards. Um, I think he did uh, Roger August as well. Oh, no, no, sorry, Roger September. I think he got it from Robert August. <laughs> right, okay, so Roger September. <laughs> yeah, Roger September. Yeah. But he's fantastic, Roger. You know, he's, he's, he's someone that's, uh, that's really under, underrated as a surf pioneer in my mind. And he, he did everything. He'd, he'd been all over the place underground before people knew. I think he used to go with Keith Beddows. Mm. And they'd been to Madeira before it was even known about. And mm. uh, they'd surf all those breaks. The little island off the top of Lanzarote. He'd surf that, they'd paddle across to it, and it was mm. 10 foot, and he'd surf pipe, pop both of his knees out, it was in hospital, Cooper, you know, he'd, he'd done it all. Mm. Uh, Morocco, for 15 foot, he weren't shy. Mm. And he still gets no sort of recognition, you know, Roger Cooper, yeah. But he, he was the man, to be honest. And I was glad to be working for him. And there was a group of us, there was um, Nal from Aberavon, Neil Hume, he was a gnarly character. Abraham type, you know, awful type, I always call him. <laughs> he doesn't mind it. No. Um, Dean Casley, Albie, the glasser, the rattler, as we call him, the rattlesnake. <laughs> and Roger. And he'd have us, you know, producing boards, doing our jobs. And if we got it wrong, Roger was an engineer at first. Mm. He had this nasty metal ruler, which uh, <laughs> he'd grab your hand, pull it. You made a mistake on that board, Kelly. Give me a hand, and he whack it with the, uh, <laughs> the the hard metal ruler. That's the it's like corporal punishment. Yeah. It's the secret to these boards being so. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you get the shape right. This is no. slave labour here. We're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's something they should they yeah. should employ these sort of techniques in schools now. They get better <laughs> results, far better results. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not allowed to touch them now, are you? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned a name there, uh, Albert Harris. Oh. Um, you went on to work with Albert and Gad at original design development odd odd yes who are, well you certainly shake my first uh, yeah, that, my brain my second board actually this is Alzheimer's kicking in because I was trying to remember what odd meant original, original design, design development, development. <laughs> and I know it well because it, it's written on the thing but there we are there was in between those wasn't there dogs bollocks as well dogs bollocks I don't know who thought of dogs bollocks but it was either you or Albie wasn't yeah, it yeah and we got the label and uh, you know nasty bird <laughs> Bulldog <laughs> with these things underneath yeah. it. I don't know if you can say bollocks on this, but uh, yeah, they had big dog bollocks and uh, they, t they took off. People liked it. Yeah. You know, that was the uh, the calibre of uh, people that you used was, to sell to. Was, was Chris Gad spraying these things? Because Chris oh. Gad had the same factory as Alvi, didn't he? Gad was the sprayer, yeah. Very creative, very yeah. creative mind, Gad. A very funny bloke, you know, for a German. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had the square head, the box head. He was always known as the German. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. I, re I remember I, I uh, did a, a summer bit of work whitewashing the roof of that factory where you guys oh, were. Oh, yes. When I was, I would have been, yeah, 18, 17, 18. Oh, the porter cabins, you mean? Yeah, and, and with Dan Harris. Yeah, because I think they were black. Because I used to go in there, yeah. it, it's a metal box in the summer, yeah. it'd be 30 degrees. Yeah. And maybe you have to, sh you know, shape Rob's board. Yeah. After driving all the way over from Swansea, from Swansea. to do one board, and I'd be in there, and it would be about you know 120 degrees, yeah. and you just about get through a board. So, he, so he, you painted it white. Didn't he, he had us whitewashing the roofs, 
and it was really grueling your shoulders were burning yeah. and then Gad would sort of come and start telling us stories oh, and they'd be great stories and, we'd, and then he'd always end we'd, we'd forget and we'd just sit there and listen to his story and he'd go and uh, you know I'll, I'll tell you what else boys get painting because <laughs> <laughs> we'd stop painting listening to these I stories I can see him you know? he is, yeah. he's, he's, he's a funny bloke lovely fan I, I saw him a couple of days ago oh great yeah no. He's just sold his paint his paint shop, I think. Yeah? Yeah. He's retired then. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming so, yeah. He's a grandfather. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So there was Gad. Um, he, yeah, he did one of my boards, actually. I was going, I was going to the Canaries with, to meet my parents, with Sarah, and my uh, aunt and uncle, my mum's uh, sister. You know, we never really swore in the house and stuff like this. It's just, you know, a bit of respect in the household. Anyway, uh, about two days before going, your board's ready, Gil, he goes. Oh, great. Yeah, shaped it. It was like a 6-2 squash tail thruster in a bag for me. Pulled it out. Oh, there was 36 uh, cock and bollocks. <laughs> Stencil sprayed on the bottom in pink <laughs> on one side, yellow deck with black ones on the on, on the other side. Please oh, go to Lanzarote. Yeah, to meet the parents and wander around with this board. So, oh. <laughs> we got there, and I said, so, "Oh, gee, they're going to want to see me surfing now." <laughs> so I kept it in the bag for days. I had a windsurfer as well at the time, so I stuck to windsurfing for a bit. Came down from the apartment uh, one morning. Oh, the board's gone. Oh, Jesus, and the bag. So you can just imagine, uh, you know, the Spaniard's face when he opened it up. Trenta Cocks! Trenta So uh, I got rid of that one. And uh, my parents never actually saw it. <laughs> it's the one-time theft sport in your face. Oh, it did, yeah. And uh, I did get insurance on it. But uh, they raked me over the coals, you know, the loss adjuster. Who's, who owns uh, Langeneth Can you describe it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any distinguishing features? Sir? It was, yeah, yes. So um, you you also worked for S4C for a while. Yes, yeah. I so I was always doing the markets, and they slowly phased them down as um, as they, they they sort of died a bit of a death. And I was looking for jobs in other things, and I was importing clothing and uh, selling it to shops, and then. S4C came along and, I, and uh, they were quite interested in me. I was quite interested in them because it was the camera work and uh, they gave me not a job full-time. They would have given me a full-time job editing in a dark room and they wanted me to do that full-time and they're going to pay well, mm. right? which I would have had to have driven to Cardiff every day for. And I just thought, mm, no, no, I'll just do some freelance filming with you and... Uh, general guidance so I used to I used to guide them on surfing they were doing surfing programs mm. and caught, they did one on Carwin and um, mm. I guided them down to Carwin they, <laughs> they thought I was the messiah when I found him in Senor's car park in a van <laughs> I mean, where else would you find Carwin? How, how did you know he was here? Yeah. It was how he, he, he's right where you said he would be. It's like they'd been on a heart of darkness style journey. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. They, they oh. didn't know that there wasn't a battery in the van. Yeah. They hadn't moved for three years. And Carwin appears at the door, you know, naked. <laughs> Starts hosing down in front of them. <laughs> and they thought, oh, it's not the, not the chat we thought he was. <laughs> and then offered them a cup of tea in, in, in his van. 
without washing his hands. <laughs> All the cups. They hadn't been washed for about a month. <laughs> and I don't know what they've been used for. Because uh, I knew what the scene was going to be like. And uh, cup of tea, Gil? I said, no, I'll, st I'll stick to water, thanks. And they're like, oh, yes, lovely cup of tea, please, Carwin. <laughs> Carwin. They said, yeah, lovely, <laughs> lovely cup of tea, please, Carwin. They were Welsh speakers. And uh, then they saw what was going on in the cups and uh, the Nutella jar story with Carmen, <laughs> with his girlfriend, uh, enjoying the second end Nutella, <laughs> dishing out Nutella boys. Uh, and then the cups were lined with like, uh, well, it looked like they had soup in them or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they had them, I was going, drink your tea up, boys, let's, let's get out. I was, I was drinking the water out of a pretty grim glass. Uh, and they were shaking, shaking, drinking. <laughs> tell us more, Carwin, tell us more stories. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was the uh, Carwin. Uh, we had quite a lot of stories with Carwin. But and not to paint you as, as Dal Boy, but in addition to all these jobs you've, you've mentioned already, you then went on to run a B&B. Oh, yes, that was quite a bit later. Um, Sarah, I'd come back from somewhere surfing, I think. I, don't, I think it was South Africa. And she said, uh, we just bought a B&B. I said, what the, what, what do you mean a B&B? Bed and breakfast. Oh, jeez, no, no. A life of dishes and beds and God knows what. So we lived down the road in Langland Road, quite happily in a house, you know, it was quite cheap and it was, we sort of did it up over time. You know, we didn't have much money or anything. Mm. And this place was a rundown B&B, but it was an absolute bargain. And it was a master, you know, class move by her in property because uh, it shot up in value. This rather uh, slave road course, yeah. shot up in value. And nobody ever wanted to live down here. It was, yeah. all, it was flats and mm. who wanted to live by the sea? Mm. And now, of course, uh, they do. So we had that and it was a bit of a faulty towers, you know. Mm. The inspector would come in and uh, the inspector did come in. And the first thing he did was tread in lump of dog shit in the hall <laughs> from our dog Flynn who'd had a bad stomach never uncharacteristic yeah. it's on the floor oh my god we were sort of oh my god great start great start and uh, in the kitchen and there, there was this rat that was around that we kept trying to get and uh, he you know, spotted the rat droppings I said oh, it's just a nightmare dog can't catch it but, uh, <laughs> but he may have caught it last night because <laughs> I think he's had a bad stomach <laughs> And uh, yeah, we passed anyway. We got the four star, and uh, it was thirteen years of uh, you know, making, years. making well, series to make the beds and uh, doing breakfast. And at one point, you said your teacher from when you were in Vancouver ah. came to stay in it by coincidence. By coincidence, I was serving breakfast. This lady, yeah, yeah I'm a Canadian. Yeah, oh, I said, Where, whereabouts are you from then? Montreal. She was sorry, on, Montreal, not Vancouver. Yeah. Mon Montreal, that's where yeah. we lived. Yeah, and uh, she. Uh, yeah, she said, uh, yeah, I'm an art teacher. She said, oh, I said, yeah, some of my artworks on the wall, I was pointing them out. She liked them. She said, who's, who's, who's the artwork? She said, oh, it's mine. You know, it's my prints, not surfing stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I teach art in a school. Well, I used to, she said, I'm retired. Now I teach, used to teach art in Westmount High in uh, Montreal. I said, oh, I said, I used to go to Westmount High when I was uh, young. She said, oh, yeah, I said, from Liverpool. She you, you Two brothers from Liverpool, weren't you? Yes. I said, yeah, that's us. My brother lives in Canada, and I'm wow. serving you breakfast here. Wow. Sheer coincidence. Amazing. Incredible. It was. Let's get on to surf trips. Yes. Or back on to surf trips. Mm. Um, your first 
major ones to France in the 80s, that was basically to sell boards. That was the, that was the way you'd, you'd go down there to sell boards, right? Yes. The first one, I did go from Manchester. Right. Um, I'd forgotten. I'd went before Newquay. Okay, to France. Because uh, I'd seen... I'd seen in the book the shots mm. of uh, Le Bar, probably. Le Bar and everything. Yeah. So I went down as a France, as sort of learning, learning, you know, novice type surfer. And I went in um, La Fetania one day, which was big, and Led Hamilton's father was in. Billy Hamilton. He was the star I've, of the I've show. I've heard this story. I think he was the star of the show, but you, yeah. you were uh, repeating your Kira antics, weren't you? Or Straight, at least your water Kira antics. I got caught by a set. Yeah. And it was quite big because they were all in, you know, on biggish boards, they were treating it seriously, mm. and uh, I just I got washed up, you know. I was bubbling uh, salt water. Mm. I, I could smell the sweetness of the water in my, you know, it was. It was I, I thought I was drowning at the time because uh, mm. I was, and then I washed up, spluttering on the shore, and Roger Mansfield was peering over me. I didn't know who he was, mm. but he said, oh, you, you, "You want to be careful out there." He said, "I said oh, I've been surfing long." He said, oh, "Great effort, great effort." Well, you know, where are you from and that? And I uh, told him and uh, sort of became quite friendly with him mm. after that. And, uh, you know, he's seen me when I've been down in Cornwall. And when I went to Cornwall then, mm. you know, I used to chat with Roger. But uh, that was my first introduction to sort of heavy waves, I'd say, mm. France. Then I wanted to go back for more. Mm. And with Roger working, he'd take us down in the van. It would be me, him, Gad, uh, Dean Casley, be the rabble and uh, and King Cooper, and he was like a legend down in France and northern Spain. Mm. Roger Cooper surfboards, and uh, he'd, we'd turn up, and Roger, be, he was sitting in the front of the van. I remember in Sopolana, north Spain, and all these kids they were buying boards. Roger was there eating a banana, you know, just couldn't be bothered. And this little kid comes, oh, oh, he goes, oh, Roya. Roya, Cooper, en persona. He's going, en persona. <laughs> Did you see this? <laughs> well, what do you want, a kid? Yeah, what do you want? Oh, autograph, autograph, Mr. Roger. Wow. Yeah, so Roger, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> he carried eating his banana and slammed the door. And uh, yeah, Sopolana, we had uh, quite a few times around that region. Hmm. Mandaka, we Mandaka. always used to go. Yeah. Busy then? Uh, busier. I had been on a, just an early French trip with Sarah. Hmm. And I'd surf Mandaka, you know, like ceiling height perfection. Mm. And there was about five people in. Mm. And it was it was the dream. I'd heard of it. It wasn't really mentioned much, but I knew it was a good left. Mm. And when we got there, I went. And when I came out of the water, I came back. I was telling people, that is the best wave in the world. Mm. Unless you're a psycho or sort of wants slabs and yeah. you want to hurt yourself. And With a good sandbank, it possibly is, isn't it? Mm. It probably is. You know. Yeah, it was. Um, mm. It was good as Kira, but it gets bigger, and you know, there's mm. more of it. Mm. So, I was possessed by Mandaka, and I used to make myself boards, and I still trim into the tube, and then you know, go up and over the falls inside the barrel, you know, smiling at people out on the shoulder. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the world's best surfer, but I, you know, I can. At Mandaka, yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, it, in with the right sandbank. Yeah, incredible wave. I just, I think about 
what it must have been like to serve that place without a crowd because that's the problem you know, it's just one of these it's just such an incredible way but your yeah. chances of getting one I would go back and yeah. I'd, uh, people would recognise me uh, a couple of the locals I can't remember Craig not, Sage probably he, he hadn't I don't think he was quite there yet yeah. but he he appeared then and I became big friends with Craig actually yeah, yeah. Um, especially through Billabong who yeah. I did Billabong with Brad and yeah. we went down to sales meetings Craig Sage was always a funny bloke we had great laughs but always welcomed him and darker then yeah. except uh, there was about an eight foot set coming towards me and Craig's in the lineup with his Spanish locals ah Gil Craig you got it the lineup. I didn't realise he'd already pulled my leash off <laughs> and started ducking my head under just before the set was going and left me yeah. ah. <laughs> he thought it was hilarious yeah that was after yeah Pulling the keys out the ignition as we pulled into the outside <laughs> his shop and chucking them in the in the sea. <laughs> so Mandaka, welcome. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, lots of times I'm in Mandaka, more than I can count. And the, the Billabong Pro Am, which um, yeah. they asked me the forecast for it. It was in Hosaga, and they, do you think Mandaka will work the next day? Yeah. And I looked Some at the map. Pictures from that. And uh, it was the Nick Lavery one. I got, yeah. I got the shots of Nick. Mm. But we were we were there. Aussies. Uh, Wayne Lynch was there. Um, I think it was Jeremy Biles who eventually won it. And it was pumping and dark. You know, it's not. Kira so, local Jeremy Biles, I think. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. he is up. Yeah, Byron mm. Kerry so sort of there, mm. and he, he was top class. And Wayne Lynch. And there was another Aussie we were staying with, who um, went in sheepishly had a hangover and. He'd left his wetsuit next to my bed, and Craig Sage had uh, recommended these big greasy ham sandwiches filled with butter. It's uh, some Spanish delicacy. It was, yeah. it was like belly pork. You know? Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Thought so we had them, you know. Yeah, they eat a lot of that. We'd, we'd, they, yeah. we'd had plenty to drink and stuff. And uh, anyway, in the night, oh, I thought I'd feel ill. <laughs> and I, I, I don't. I, I always get to the toilet to be sick. But this one time, <laughs> I think I was sharing the bed with him because it was like, you know, you know, sardine city yeah, for us. Yeah, small, property is small down there, yeah. And I just, oh, <laughs> hewed over the side of the bed, uh, back to sleep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's got a heat in that wetsuit in the morning. He's got the heat. He's in first. Mm. I had to wake him up because mm. he was uh, red-eyed and <laughs> sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He picks up the suit, which was inside out. You had to turn it in, shook it off. Bloody hell, what the hell is this? I said, oh, some, some dirty bastard's been <laughs> skewed up by the look of it. <laughs> so he went in, first set hit him, uh, and he's washed up, washed up the river. I think you had to get the bus back. And Wayne Lynch is in on the yellow board. Yeah. You've probably seen the shots. It's it yeah, 12, so it, 12 them, yeah. foot, it was an inch, probably 15 foot. Yeah. Uh, no, no, sorry. It's be 20 foot now because they actually measure it, don't they? Yeah. They don't give it Hawaiian sizes. Yeah, so it, it, it yeah. was huge, huge yeah. and darker. Form, and formerly six foot and darker. It was, yeah. yeah. The Hawaiian six foot, triple overhead. <laughs> so uh, Wayne Lynch, she's killing it then. And they're on the tannoys, and I, th I think it must have been Craig Sage. Craig, so you got this in the bag, Craig. Dave's uh, washed out. I think he's in Guernica, and uh, the other guy's not getting very far. Anyway, English guy's arrived late for his heat. Oh, English guy, who's this? And I knew, knew who he was. And this bloke paddled across out of the harbour, 
across the peak, 10 foot. Took off, as it was pitching, boom, stood up, arms behind the back, straight down the line. It was, oh. Uh, Wayne, I think the palm's going to beat you, mate. You need another wife. <laughs> and it was Nick Lavery. He'd been in Oxford University, I think he used to go to. Hadn't served for three months. Flew in, got the train and the bus into Mandaka. The train to Mandaka, goes straight to Mandaka. Borrowed a board and a wetsuit and paddled out in a sweat. And that was the shot you see of him with the hands behind the back. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I got all the shots. Mm. Amazing. Fantastic. And I think that will be where we'll go next, will be to, uh, to talk about photography. Because, of course, we've just been hearing everything about your life up to date, I suppose, the sort of the making of Paul Gill, but what most of our listeners will know you for is the photography, um, and uh, I can't wait to hear about more of that. And there we have part one of the Gill's life story, folks. Thanks to camera anchor Craig Nickel for the video and to every one of you who has downloaded and listened this year. It's amazing to think that this character has been in the Welsh surfing community for almost 50 years, and yet there still seems to be tales we haven't heard. In a fortnight's time, the boys will be quizzing this national treasure more, specifically about his photography work and some of the pioneering surf, surf spot discoveries he's made in the British Isles. You could hear a pin drop when he narrated his discovery of Thurso East, for example. So, plenty more to come for the final standard format episode of the year, available on your platform of choice on the 29th of November. Until then, happy autumn surfing, and don't forget to log on to either iTunes or Spotify and uh, download the single of our theme tune, Punks of Harlech, which will be available at the same time as part two of the Gills' epic tales. Enjoy! Enjoy!